0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Of Leadership. I'm Alex. I'm John. And I'm Zach. And I nailed the Oh, I was, I was just going to say. I was
1: waiting for you to bomb. I was going <laughs> to say <is> shots. Impressive. <laughs> it only took you 101 episodes. It did.
0: It took me 101, and this is the first time I actually did it right out the gates without even stumbling. We're Congratulations. You. We you are. You didn't say
2: tonight. You didn't say today. You didn't
1: say uh, this morning. Mm-hmm. Nope.
0: Uh-huh. So, anyways, welcome to our final podcast, podcast number one oh one. Obviously, we do silly stuff here, and one oh one means what to somebody? And I'm waiting on Zach.
2: It's forwards and backwards. One oh one. It's like a palindrome, but I'm pretty sure that's is that a thing for numbers? Palindromic numbers.
1: Where it is for tonight,
0: um, Zach. What does that mean in like computer speak?
2: One oh one. Uh, 101 um, let's see in, in binary like yes do you want to change that from binary into like like
0: how many how many bits are we talking here
2: hexa, hexadecimal like
0: uh, I don't. you know i think about this a lot so what do you think john hexa or like hepta or uh, or i'm going with you? hexa hexa okay yeah hexadecimal please oh i couldn't tell you i don't have my
2: calculator up but uh if if we just take those three digits, right? You got mm-hmm. you got two to the zero, right, which is one. And got that, it. that bitwise operator one is true, so that value is in fact one. Yes. Then you have mm. zero, and then you have uh, bitwise operator one for two to the two, which is four. <laughs> so four plus one is five. So in a three-bit system, right? If you're just counting up from, you know, zero.
1: We're not one, going. For, we're not going for podcast zero. ratings here, are we? <laughs> just checking.
2: Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: Awesome. Keep going.
2: We're, we're closing the door after this. Like <laughs>
0: the house
2: Continue. is empty. The lights are off. Uh-huh.
0: So, all right. So we're at five somehow. I'm not sure how that. We're happened. at yeah. five.
2: The 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 um, in in the decimal system, the base ten system. Mm, yes. Right. The binary one zero one is. 10, Mm -hmm. which is what our podcast should be rated on a scale of one to 10. Oh,
1: wow. My one-on-one was much simpler. It was the temperature that I had to have to stay home from school. So 100 wasn't good enough. I had to get the (laughs) one-on-one to stay home from school. So I learned to keep the dog close by and ram the thermometer up his rectum and (laughs) keep it there for about 15 seconds and then... Boom.
0: Now this is a your parents' rule for yep, you. Yep. yep. Okay, so it's not a kid. like a, not upon yourself. No, no, you no. no. I discarded Where that. Where did they expect the thermometer to
2: go in you? Like were you ever in that sticky situation when they said no we don't trust you? Put that back under your tongue again?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was tough when it went into the dog's rectum. That's when I drew the line.
0: <laughs> Do you say you nearly killed him? Who? Your dog. Rectum. Rectum. Killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, recap perhaps? Sure. Uh, Avram Natigal came on the podcast, and what did he talk about? Something about criticism. Oh boy, snarch, oh, boy. of course. He also has a podcast, which you guys should check out,
2: which is. Um, talking about love, marriage, relationships, dating, all Mm -hmm. those fun, cool things through the lens of a conversation started by songs. So they pick a song, they listen to it, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And in one of those episodes, they received criticism from... I would say some academic. That's how I reduced yes. what he said. In
0: well, and they mind. did like they did a Gregorian chant, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm, Anyways, for continue. sure, yeah. yes. Uh-huh.
2: And so all of that boiled down to this idea of like, well, we don't like what you said, and in fact, what you said is cancelable worthy. Essentially, like mm-hmm. you're um, reducing other people's voices. You're showing some levels of toxicity, or you know something like that. You know, just and. He, despite not knowing this person, got quite riled up, Mm -hmm. frustrated, and it consumed him, produced anxiety, so on and so forth. And we talk about that. We talk about Snarch's reflected sense of self a little bit. We Mm -hmm. talked about leading with a sense of purpose. And that's kind of where we draw this whole conversation into is uh, what does it look like to be a leader with a sense of purpose, with something to say, especially when other people are saying you shouldn't say it?
0: Hmm. That was a, it was a great recap. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate. i prepped for that all night. <laughs> well, 101, where do we go from here, John?
1: Well, I thought it would be nice to think about how this all got started. Mm-hmm. At one time, we were in elementary school, and then we started a podcast. But maybe go back to how this all got started, the mm-hmm. brainchild behind it. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure our listeners mm-hmm. would want to know... Who came up with this idea in the mm-hmm. first place and how did it all get started? It all starts with Murray Bowen. Hmm. And
0: he, yes. And so Murray Bowen um, really tickled John's ear through his uncle, Jim Moyer. Right. Yes. Because yep. Jim wrote a book
1: called Resilient yes. Leadership 1.0. It's not titled 1.0, but it's Resilient Leadership. <laughs>
0: But not one hundred one, not like one point zero. No, not, oh, not that. Okay, not like the podcast. Got it. no, right, right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So he he started. He read a wrote a book, and then they started a company called Resilient Leadership. And yeah,
0: I just realized this podcast should be titled Leadership One Hundred One. Oh, that's perfect! What a, what a ding dong! I should have said that from Booyah. the beginning. <laughs>
1: Inspiration.
0: A <laughs> hundred and one ways. We were gonna remember John, we were gonna no, do, I
1: do remember this.
0: Like a couple like a month ago, we yeah. were like, you know we'll just do a hundred and we'll get back to the, right. the um origin yeah, 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 story. Yeah, yeah. But a hundred and one ways that like stupid things that the leaders should never do. Yes. And uh we realized we had, realized it was we had a good take,
1: list going. <laughs> didn't take very long it's pretty easy
0: <laughs> but then we realized that you know even if we took a minute on each one that's a 101 minute podcast yeah that's and right. so yeah and that's
2: we're not about the prep work we could not have reduced that down. No. Yeah, yeah. Nope.
0: yeah for sure so um, so it started out with um, Jim Moyer and uh, what well, can yep. I can't think of Duggan first Bob. name? Bob Duggan
1: yeah so Jim and Bob wrote a book called resilient leadership that came out in 2009 I believe and then shortly thereafter, they formed a company to do leadership coaching and training. Uh, the company's name is Resilient Leadership. And then in 2015, I'm guessing, 16 maybe, uh, Bob Duggan and Bridget Tyre, one of their colleagues, uh, wrote Resilient Leadership 2.0. Mm. And that, I think, Alex, you came to the book study I held for the Resilient Leadership
0: 1.0. Yes.
1: And Zach, you came to the book study I had on Resilient Leadership 2.0 or 1.01? 1.0, 1. yeah. 1.01. 01. <laughs> so it started off with, with you guys coming to book studies on yep. the Resilient Leadership and being intrigued. So I'm wondering what intrigued you about Resilient Leadership. Did you like leadership before? And so this is just something yeah. that... Or what was it about Resilient Leadership, I'm well, wondering, you, that intrigued you? Yeah, you
0: know... For me, it's it was a different way of seeing.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're a
0: walking ad. Where are our royalties? (laughs) (laughs) So the uh, what is it? What is it? The uh, what do they say on the book? New way of seeing.
1: New way of thinking and a new way of leading.
0: Yeah, so, but I mean, and I just, a new way, but really it was, I mean, we talked a lot. I remember that a lot of our first episodes were about getting up in the tree and seeing things differently through a different lens. And so it gave a different, um, yeah, like uh, lens, right. For us to see through, um, and see things in systems instead of just, I don't know what I was looking through earlier, a wall.
1: I don't know. (laughs)
2: and i I would say that you know there's a patience and a curiosity that Mm. i'm naturally imbued with to some degree in a classic under functioning sort of way though and so um when we're talking through it it was that mixed with for anyone who's ever been in their first real relationship and hasn't also been going through puberty you know because it's really hard to separate those two but like Mm. they're there's a lot of emotional strain that happened while I was dating my now wife, Abby, and she was my first significant relationship. And, um, a lot of those concepts just really resonated with how I already thought about things, but in a really structured way, which I appreciated, Mm -hmm. you know, that lens of that way of seeing things as well as I had issues and questions to understand um, you know, relationship things happening in my orbit, like divorces that I didn't know how to parse out why that was affecting other things. And, um, you know, seeing people Mm -hmm. go to college, come back from college and all of that fits so nicely just in the general patterns and observations you can make followed by the curiosity.
0: Mm -hmm. And I would say like, Resilient leadership kind of plopped in my lap. It wasn't like – and it wasn't something where I was looking at it like, oh, I'm going to do this so I can climb some corporate ladder. It was just like, oh, I find this interesting, and it's – and I want to learn more about it. Um, I don't know where you guys sit on that, but I kind of feel like that's in some ways similar.
1: Yeah, for me, it was seeing a a theory that made sense um, as I have examined things for many years – you know, looking at people in my own family and in classroom even setting. And it just offered a window into why things are the way they are. And it just made sense to me. Like, this is an explanation of what I've been observing for a long time. And it, it over and over again, it, I think it bears, it's a good lens to see life and people and, and their interactions. So that's what attracted me. I think,
2: and I think as I mature and I think more through this lens, I think that one of the common struggles I'm seeing recently, um, and I mean we were talking a little bit about this earlier at dinner with like the mental health crisis that's going on. But I think a lot of people struggle to um, trust their own observations and their voice, and to know what's real and what's not, and how to interpret things and. I think Bowen's family systems theory gives you a very clear way of saying this is when you can trust yourself, this is when you should look more into what you're saying, and this is how you can see things in a way that will actually help you
1: understand what's going on. So that's where it started, and then from there, how did we get from book study to podcast? Yeah, that's a question I have,
2: because I don't know. Mm
0: -hmm. So, uh, I know, because John and I have been friends for a while now. Co-teachers? Um, yes.
2: Without teaching in the same classroom?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. A chemistry, uh, AP economic co-teaching collaboration. There's, there's chemistry collaboration. and history between be awesome. you two. Uh-huh, yes. Uh-huh, yes. So, um, uh, knowing John for a while, I know that John is willing to do a lot of things and jump into things. And John – for for example, one time John's like, hey, you know what? We should do 200 miles biking in 24 – or 24 hours, whichever one happens first. And I'm the one. and I think we're both pretty similar. Like, yeah, let's do it. And there's like, you know, do you need to train? Yeah, probably, and we'll do that, but whatever. So – what ended up happening, that's part of the play. So when I asked John later, I was like, hey, we should do a podcast. Said, okay, cool. But we kept having conversations. I was having conversations with John at lunch and then conversations with Zach. You know, when we meet, and I was like, we should just take these conversations into a format of, like, podcasts. So I believe I was the one who was like, hey, let's do a podcast. You're the web. I am. I'm it. You're Bowen's web. I blame myself. Yes. That's a story. It's a uh, Friedman fables. There's a web, there's a spider in a web.
1: Yeah, a spider caught in her own web or yes. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So you you had the idea of a podcast and <laughs> so Zach you helped to figure out what equipment we needed and you bought some mixers and dubbers and uh, we
2: we started with our our phone aux mics. Mm. And that did not work well, especially with our first outdoor slash coffee shop podcasts before we moved to Alex's house, which, and, and does anyone else miss the name overfunctioning leadership?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, was the original. It was the original name. I missed A lot that. of our listeners don't know that. It was the original podcast name was over-functioning leadership.
0: We also had an elephant as our icon. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And we have an episode out there. I think it's still out there of... Why we picked the elephant. I remember that. And it was a whole bunch of backwards justification, which I
0: love. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, because you always pick something and then try to justify it later.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. And then we we did our first episode twice. Then we bought better equipment. And then I slowly learned how to edit podcasts better to the point where now, if anyone out there wants their podcasts edited for a non-exorbitant fee, (laughs) wink, wink you know, and you want it to sound like what you're listening to now, maybe even better because you're paying, uh,
1: you know, reach out. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's the origins, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And why is this our 101st ep- Why are we ending this thing?
0: That is a great question. Uh, I believe it is, we have run a course to where, at least I'll speak for myself um, and for my dog, um, we have decided that we have too many other things going on. And I, I, in, in some ways, it just seems like it's run its course. Not that I don't want to stop, that I don't want to keep talking about leadership and still discussing these things. It's just to a point to where busy plus, you know, um topic-wise, unless we rewound some of these...
1: Yeah, and I struggle a little bit with. You know, we've already talked leadership. We've you know done a hundred episodes. What else is there to say? I mean, part of me is thinks that, but I think the material is so valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we're talking about a topic again that we talked about you know twelve months ago or twenty months ago, doesn't mean we don't see it differently and think about it differently. So I'm not. Yeah questioning stopping the podcast at all, but I'm just wondering if the assumption that, hey, we've already talked leadership, this is me speaking, you know, we've already covered everything we need to cover, <laughs> uh, whether or not that's entirely accurate. But I, I'm the busy piece, for sure. I mean, my, yeah. my schedule's getting busier. Life and, goes on. Yeah, life goes on, and
0: uh, yeah. I do wonder about the application piece, too. So um, resilient leadership model is... It, flows right into a coaching model and so john you've been coaching for a while and now i've started doing some coaching and that model i mean that's when you see an impact and i think part of it is when we do this podcast it was i mean i can remember our first episodes and i think we'd still say the same thing of like we're not doing this for like our listeners we're doing this for ourselves right um and so that's kind of where that is, but like when it comes to coaching, like you start to see that impact. Uh, as a podcast, I have no idea if anybody's learning it. I don't know, you know. Yeah, we ju- uh, we just about four our emails, emails
2: right? But, four emails of significance over the past five years.
0: Yeah, and you Three know, years, we,
2: four years, four years.
0: We're not flooded with emails, um, so I, I do think part of it is that, as opposed to I'm meeting one on one and coaching somebody through this material. Um, it's a little bit more tangible maybe. And, and I think that makes a difference too. And we, you know, uh, relationally, you know, I mean we've impacted each other based because we've been talking about this. Um, and I, I don't know if that next step is just more coaching. I know that I have expressed more into that and so is Zach. And so I wonder if that's just the natural transition because that's the model that even resilient leadership dug in and Moyer and, snarch no tire. <laughs> tire. Bridget, tire bridget yes we're all looking at these things They're, that's what they do and so zach
2: i also think that you know we haven't made a cent off of this puppy because we're doing it for us and i mean we could be great at monetizing right boys but we we've just chosen to <laughs> do our best Our energy into our actually paying jobs, and so Mm -hmm. I think that's another thing to remember. Is we've talked a couple of times about what it would look like to invigorate this podcast to more than what it currently is, and that that would require a significant more amount of time than we're currently putting into Mm it.
1: Mm -hmm. I have to say, for our listeners, we're currently drinking McAllen eighteen in this podcast, (sighs) and I'm noticing like your guys's. Jars of whiskey are gone, <laughs> and I'm like not even halfway through mine. And my nose is burning, my throat's <laughs> burning, and you guys are just pushing on like it's uh, it's nothing.
0: We've moved on to Glen Murray, a much cheaper, not as good as Macallan. Although this does feel very like the end of a lawn or order episode, of which we're all drinking after you know the end. Oh, Except we're going to f- get a phone call pretty soon that somebody's died.
2: <laughs> yeah. we. I got to queue up the next Tragically. episode. <laughs> yeah,
1: send it to voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So beginning and ending. Yeah. What's left? The middle. Perfect. The meat. The meat. Favorite episode. Oh, man. Favorite episode. Favorite topic. Favorite guest. Least favorite guest. Best conversation. Mm. Best conversation Thing that stuck Most with intriguing you most. Mm. I have one right off the, right off, right, one of my favorite episodes. You got to help me with the title Rene Girard.
2: <laughs> what was that? Matt Harp, Rene Girard, um, Mimetic Theory.
1: That just was so intriguing to me. Yeah. It was called what? The episode.
2: Um, I think Rene Ren-
1: Girard's Theory of Human Culture.
2: Yeah. Or, Is that right? It might have just been memetic theory, but memetic mm-hmm. theory is his explanation of human culture and the way that they basically create narratives to resolve anxiety.
1: It's, it's, I imagine when our listeners hear our podcasts and they're blown away by Bowen theory for the first time, that's how I was when I listened to that conversation. <laughs> I was just really intrigued by it all and I haven't thought about it since until I asked the question, Most intriguing guest and episode, that really I often
2: think about how tired I felt after that episode. (laughs) Trying to wrap my mind around it, and we also had a faulty outlet. If you recall, during Mm. that episode, Mm. I vividly remember the outlet would flicker every so often, and it would stop the audio board from working, which would blue screen our computer. So we had to restart the episode. (laughs) I don't know if we had started recording, but we had to. Go through every the whole
1: initiation process several times, and we did this on your patio. Why Uh did we do it on your patio?
0: I have no idea. Was
1: it COVID or that was before
0: COVID? I have no, I don't know, I don't know
1: because we we film. Maybe it was a nice day outside. Yeah, so that's
0: probably that's my
1: favorite kind of guest. Um, My least favorite guest would be the guest that didn't come on our podcast. Mm. So Chris Sabo, if you're listening. (laughs) Uh, we invited Chris Sabo, who's now the University of Akron baseball coach to come on. And when he found out that we didn't film in the studio, he got afraid and refused to come and be a guest on our podcast. So mm-hmm. am I
2: gonna need to cut this out or are we throwing shade right now?
1: <laughs> this is one oh one. Uh-huh. This is one to anyway. happen anyway. Yep. Go uh-huh. ahead and go ahead and triangle in Tim Misney if you want.
2: podcast <laughs> guest who most regretted their appearance. Let's but hear. I got the most comments about the value of their episode was that recent episode with our friend Tyler. Mm. Mm-hmm. He was like, man, I could have been so much more coherent. I could have said what I wanted to say so much more clearly. I know what I wanted to say more clearly now. And I was like, no, like these people. And I actually had people reach out who had listened, especially some of the high schoolers from my high school small group. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were like, I like that. Like that was helpful to like see how he processed things and to listen Mm. to the thoughts that he had
0: yeah my favorite episode is not an episode anymore Uh, i don't believe so uh so zach and i used to do these things called zammers oh i miss
2: the (laughs) zammers
0: (laughs) zach and alex movie reviews but then in the format of bowen system so which movie do you think it was my was my favorite
2: um is it the high school
0: musical oh yes high school musical too because students watched it (laughs) They watched that of the critique, and we watched High School Musical in, like... It was so horrendous to watch. So we sped it up, like, three times speed. Like,
2: no, we watched it, like, four or eight times speed. <laughs> like, we watched that movie in probably, what, 20 minutes? Uh-huh. However best that makes it. And
0: they just sliced it and diced it with uh, Systems Theory, and it was a good time. Yeah. That was one of my favorites, because mm-hmm. it was so ridiculous.
1: How about most viewed episode (laughs) got the most downloads Zach, help us Uh out oh baby we don't know
2: many statistics but we know this one we've averaged some number of views per episode within the first month and we've um, let me do the math real quick (laughs) over the lifetime of our podcast we've probably gotten at least a hundred times the average view on this episode Brené Brown where we review one of her TED Talks, The Power of Vulnerability. Uh-huh. Mhm. And oh boy, does adding someone's name <laughs> to your podcast title who's not on your podcast and I mean, we watched her TED Talk. So like what what amount of time did we really put into prep? It boosted our SEO results. Man, were we we soared in that week.
1: Well, I'm wondering if that had any bearing on we don't get many awards, but we did get a notification from—I don't know the name of the site—but it was in <laughs> Pakistan <laughs> that we were in the top ten business podcasts oh. for one week in Pakistan, and I think Brene Brown pushed us over there. Oh, top most definitely, 10. she
0: definitely did. Uh huh.
1: Now, Zach, as I scroll
0: through these podcasts, I see brumbles. Do you remember what a brumble was? Can you even I it, they're short, so this one's only eighteen minutes. Here's one Halloween things that creep and go bump in the night are not big favorites of the of crew <laughs> 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 Zach and Alex discussed the anxiety tied to Halloween and his dark undertones.
2: I think our goal was we used to do weekly releases, and yes. the first and third would be um would be. Our our normal podcast, so we would do what we're doing now, mm-hmm. biweekly. Mm-hmm. In between those, we would have a zammer Alex would have a video, uh, uh an interview. Yes. Remember those? Yep. Uh-huh. And then on the fifth ones, I think that's when we did the the rumbles. Anytime there was a fifth week in the month, mm-hmm. we'd do a rumble, which I think was a short form distillation of some topic Mm -hmm. that may or may not have been slightly absurd trying to tie it back into (laughs) bowen's family systems theory i think yes or why was an elephant our mascot Uh was one of them i think one of the origin story yep origin story another one was what is bowen's family systems theory and we try and explain it in like one breath
0: (laughs) Uh uh-huh okay okay well now i now i remember i mean it's only been since when was this first one um 2017 right so so five years almost you know
2: we're a few months shy of five years <laughs> if we have another episode uh a five years from when we released our first episode we can say we ran for five years five full years
0: yes well maybe you, uh, 102 will come out but with no with no content <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brene brown presents <laughs> Silence. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, it'll
0: be the title, Brene yeah. Brown Presents. But then by that time, the title, the actual rest of the title will be off the page because people can't see it. It'll right. just say silence.
1: Perfect. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- Avram Natagal, three-time guest. Oh, is that yes. Right? No, yes. Most appreciated you know, Not many guest. people, I mean, he's the only three-time guest. Uh-huh, and and sure. we we certainly appreciated Avram. Every time he was on, mm-hmm. it was intriguing and uh, just interesting, just his the way he they, he approached the podcast, and you know we plan out our podcast, but we would take it a couple different directions when he was on, and just felt mm-hmm. very fluid with him. So mm-hmm. enjoyed, and and then Mark Treen was a two time guest. Yes,
0: he's a two timer.
1: So I think we've only had a two timer and a three timer. Yeah, we had was Adam on twice.
0: Oh, was Broad Adam Boy? harder on twice? Mm, I think 20. he might have been. He talked about frogs one time, and I think he talked about math the other time.
1: I think so. And parenting. Yes. Somewhere in there. <laughs> with <laughs> yep. parenting with the frogs. Yes. He tied frogs. it all together. Helping uh-huh. frogs with math as uh-huh. a parent. How to
2: teach your kids not to touch the poisonous frogs.
1: You know how you help your frogs with math? How? Get on the World Wide Web. Oh. Ho ho ho. <laughs> <Ba-dum-tsh>. <laughs>
0: Um, you know, I also enjoyed an episode I forgot about. Is um, This was early on. We did Nature versus Nurture, and then you were the moderator in yes. between us. And then you decided who won the argument.
1: I do remember that, <laughs> but I based don't remember who of, won.
0: I don't even remember. It was I don't based either. off ridiculousness. pretty
1: sure I won.
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good one, too, because we were just being silly. So that was fun.
1: Least like. favorite episode? Did we say that yet? <sighs>
0: Um, there was one podcast <laughs> one guest we had on who talked a lot about journaling. I will I shall not say the name of this person. I feel like
2: but- that's a little pointed. I think I'm gonna bleep that out <laughs> and people aren't gonna know what his episode was about. <laughs> his or her. It's r-
1: no, have- leave it in because I listened to that episode and was dismissive and like, yeah, whatever but i've been thinking uh, about journaling yes. and since december 14th of 2021 this is now may we're in may right now i have journaled 120 times almost every day mm. and i think it really makes a
0: difference so for th- me. there is something to be budgeting. does uh, it make you is. a better leader
1: uh, it makes me calmer oh, more wow. centered it's a triangle me my thoughts and the journal and mm. the journal's on the outside of the triangle. And
2: how bigoted am I that before this episode started, I was thinking, man, this is going to be a good opportunity for, for reflection, and people in this day and age, they don't take enough time to reflect, <laughs> and you know what does that? Journaling. A- a- apparently.
1: Journaling. Mm, At least for me.
2: So I think, uh, who do we have to apologize to?
1: Uh, I don't just, know. Let's I, think don't someone. even remember the person's name. <laughs>
0: It's been too many years. Yes. Journaling. Uh, Journaling. Um,
1: And then least favorite episode for me was COVID love. Uh, I struggle. Interesting.
2: That That was the one where we had our spouses on, right?
1: Yeah. It just seemed uh, maybe it was just because it was COVID and it was just some people just aren't meant to be in the limelight.
0: (laughs) I can't even. I I mean, it's just I can't even remember what it was. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea. Uh, Something about love and COVID.
2: I think that was one of those times too, where we had talked too much around one topic mm. too close together. Cause you were working through the fresh marriage life yes. then. And so, and obviously I was as well. And so we had talked about that and COVID pretty centrally. And then yeah. we tried to mix the two.
1: All um, right. Next question. I know I'm asking a lot, but I yeah. like, I I'm like the it. oldest guy. Um, w- Tell me, because I have an answer, so it's easy for me to ask this question because I've already thought of the answer just now. So I'll go first and then let you... Three plus four, seven, I win. (laughs) Uh, They're making fun of me because I can add faster than anybody in my head. Um, How have you grown most as a leader in this podcast? Now, you can take this a couple different directions, Mm -hmm. but this is what I'm going to say, and this is... This is very true for me. So many of our listeners know, maybe you don't. I'm older than Zach. I'm older than Alex by about 20 years, right? Mm -hmm.
2: But not a day over.
1: But not a day older. So Zach and Alex know each other. They have a silliness about them. Mm. A youthfulness. A youthfulness. (laughs) I can be more serious. And I, I take Bowen theory pretty seriously, And so I had a hard time early in our podcast being able to be kind of what would Ed Friedman say regarding less anxious. We need to inter interject more playfulness. humor. Or playfulness. There Thank you. There you go, yes. I had a hard time being <laughs> playful in the midst of Bowen Theory because,
0: <laughs> damn The it, guy couldn't even come up with the word playful. <laughs> that's right.
1: We, we got a stuff to cover here. We got to talk about triangles and inside mm-hmm. and outsider and offside, and, and you guys are just cracking jokes. <laughs> And you need to stop it because we got stuff to get done. (laughs) And so I would come to the podcast kind of irritated in the episode. Maybe you could understand. Listen to episodes one through the first 29. And finally, I realized, what are you doing? What was our goal? Our goal was to come on the podcast and have a good time and enjoy each other. And so I thought, this isn't a seminar. It's not a class I'm teaching. (laughs) Put your teacher hat away and just have fun. Mm -hmm. So... When I did that, and I flipped the switch, and it went off and on a couple of times, but <laughs> generally speaking, I began to become more like, let's just enjoy ourselves. And mm-hmm. so for for our listeners who say, gosh, we want it more structured, we want it more you know, methodical, and so on and so forth, that's really not what this podcast is about. And uh, once I accepted that, I enjoyed myself much, much more. Mm-hmm. Another change I think was good to make was... Going from two episodes oh, gosh. in in one night to one. So we used to do two two episodes back-to-back, and we were just exhausted by yeah. the end. It's, we of did, the first one. Twos- yeah, Tuesday nights is when we filmed. We used
2: to do two back-to-back, yeah. and then Alex used to be doing an interview yes. on the side, and then he and I also had to go to or schedule time to watch a movie, and then yeah. I had to edit all this-ish <laughs> at the end of the night.
1: So, so two changes I see f- for me, but involving us one is my mindset number one and number two is just becoming a little more realistic on the schedules so that's mine
2: slowing that down we, the pace yeah
1: yeah
0: zach what do you think you've grown as a leader
2: uh i i would say the most the the quickest to mind example of this is uh with three people in triangles we always talk about there's always two insiders, and an outsider. And it's really interesting to feel those vibes. And Alex and John often get to talk about the topic, even though we don't talk about the topic beforehand together uh, during their school day. They see each other way more than I see either of them. Um, And so sometimes just thinking about what do I bring to the podcast, how do I... Um, add value like what is my role and one of those you know i'm also probably the only person who has listened to every episode at least once right yeah and some of them Mm -hmm. more than that yeah and um so i also have the opportunity to be critical and reflective man opportunities for reflection are just so helpful and um what i've learned from that though is Uh, When I've appreciated the episode most is when I've fallen into the role where I don't have to offer anything. I just have to be curious and thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And when I can do that, I find that I appreciate the dialogue that comes from any Mm -hmm. questions I ask. Or even if I don't ask questions, I'm able to absorb things that more fully than trying to think about what I'm trying to say next. And that's not any new insight for me, but it's just a reaffirmation, um, especially of when I'm in an active role. And I've taken that to other areas of my life, especially, you know, like a marriage where you think, man, I need to fix this, or man, I need to have something to say, or man, like, and no, it's just um, in resilient leadership speak, it's be a calming presence.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, what have I learned from the past podcast itself?
1: Or just even in the midst of while we've been on the air? Mine was in the podcast itself. Got it. It doesn't have to be. Got it. This isn't school.
2: As loosely related as you want.
0: (laughs) I mean, you're looking at five years here. I Mm. mean, so me five years ago to five years now, I'm going to get married and, you know. New dog and all sorts of things, you know. And um, I think, um, I, I, I think slowing down and really being more of a listener. Um, I, I knew that it, specifically with this podcast, I felt like I had to like, I got to make sure I have all the things I want to say, and like, make sure I'm like, um, there's no um air you know blank air with not blank air whatever con air um somewhere in the middle wait that doesn't make any sense (laughs) put the bunny (laughs) in the box okay so anyways so like you know i just felt like i did somehow felt like i had to carry everything um and that's from my family of origin Mm. for sure and now i don't feel like i I know i feel like i don't that's not my role anymore Mm -hmm. and so it's funny Podcast is called the Overfunctioning Podcast. It was originally, and OF is kind of a poke fun of that still, overfunctioning. Um, and I think I've probably learned more about how not to do that through this podcast and just through growing up for five years. So thank you, Overfunctioning Podcast. I mean, of, of podcasts, whatever. Of leadership. Yes, of leadership. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
1: I got another question, but if you guys have something, because I've been asking them all. What did you guys like most about what
2: format of our podcast do you like most? The way that we've gone into deciding the topic versus how you enjoyed the conversation versus how you felt about it after.
1: I think the best format is when Alex kicks it off and gets us started. So I go back to my idea. Let's, Let's get serious here, people. If you listen to episodes, I don't know, 35 through 48, I'm just guessing somewhere in that in that I took over the, mm-hmm. the handling of things, and partly it was because, dang it, we need to stay on task. And so I liked, I liked not being in that role, mm-hmm. because we didn't need to this is our view, my view we didn't need to stay on task and cover the three points, because yeah. we have a test at the end of this class, and we got to <laughs> make sure we cover all the content people. Yeah. Uh, so I liked that part where mm-hmm. you took the lead and mm-hmm. kind of like Zach, you just know your role. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think f- among the three of us, I know the most about the theory because I've been studying it the longest. So just sit in that and see where theory applies and be curious, like you said. And so uh, for me, it was when you did the leadership piece of it. I'll, I'll answer next.
2: I mean, you don't have to answer, Alex, if you don't want to. It's okay if you I'm you bashful. leave it in unanswered but um i appreciated our conversations the most where we came into it not trying to say something because i feel like we felt like we were going to leave it open for conversation but mm-hmm. then we felt like we had to say something as compared to the what do you think about like mentorship if you remember that recent conversation mm-hmm. but conversations structured like that yeah. were the most enjoyable and they also were most interesting to listen to mm-hmm. after at least from someone who's this conversation for themselves right Mm -hmm. that's why the three of us are here and then also like listening to it and saying would i appreciate listening to it Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah yeah there's a couple there's some episodes that are like that i think perfectionism was one of them where we just dropped Mm -hmm. that out we're like let's discuss this one of our
2: most listened to episodes as well
0: yeah and i think that dropped down and we were just like let's just wing this thing as we go through but it was a good topic and we might have been our first
2: one that we did it like that because the first eight or so we did based off of the tenants loosely thereof yeah
1: let's remember the fable
2: Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! With each
1: podcast, we had a fable mm-hmm. connecting oh, it in there. God, I do fables. miss that.
2: That was fun, <laughs> but there was a lot of pressure to come it up was. with a fabled night up yep, because we yep. did not prepare.
1: And, <laughs> and how did we come up with the number? Like, okay, number twenty-one. What comes to mind? That had to be fluid at some point in a podcast. And I we have just kept it going. Yeah, I have no idea when that started. No clue. We should go back to listen to episode four to see. Okay, four. <laughs> what do you? What number comes to mind?
2: But well, you know that had to have happened because we said in one episode, episode 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 four. And then the next episode, we said episode five, because we recorded two in a row. So you know that only happened because we were doing it so close to one. Another.
0: Oh, I see. Because we you're had saying. to make a distinction to yep. ourselves to uh, remember which one we were talking about because mm, it mm-hmm. was pushing John's now bedtime at eight o'clock. <laughs> uh, right now, what was your what was your um, football number? Uh, fifty. Fifty. Oh, uh, you. I remember we talked about that one. What did you have? Another? Did you have a basketball number
1: or another number? Uh, twenty-one, thirty-six, sixty-eight.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. John came in 21. clutch
1: from like that fifty to a hundred range. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. If you played sports <laughs> and you know interstate, he knew all the highways, <laughs> and he had at least one effort per player
0: in the byways. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, hmm, other questions? I, got a I know question. John had a question.
1: So, what? So l- let's do this. And, and this is going on a while, and our listeners probably have long tuned out, and we don't care. Um, <laughs> this is just for us, baby. Yep. So, <laughs> how about we go around the table and say what? we think this person brings to leadership or the podcast or whatever. So I'll start with you and you. No. And, and, you know, maybe it's not like, um, so it's been five years for the podcast. So it it may be in the podcast or maybe outside the podcast. So I would say for Alex, this is one thing I've noticed, is you have become a more calm, centered person. Hmm over five years without question. Mm-hmm. I can remember conversations we would have in my room about, you know, whatever it is and just seeing you're like, Oh, and I can just, I can just hear the grunts that you would have. <laughs> oh, I can just hear that from you like, mm-hmm. oh. and just the, your ability to process and get that bigger perspective. Mm-hmm. use getting in the tree mm-hmm. um, of, of just focusing on what really matters and extraneous circumstances that may not be going the way you want them to go Mm -hmm. seems to bother you less. Do you think that's true?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can think of when you said that I was like all these girls that I was dating and it was not going well and I would talk to you about it. It was like torturous to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. So
1: I'm just wondering, like, what changed? Like, what would be one, like, what's one thing you think contributed to that? Because our listeners want to grow as people, Mm -hmm. so maybe they could benefit from this?
0: Yeah, I would say part of... Thank you, by the way. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the words you said. Um, uh, I think one of the things is like family of origin. I really focused in on that mm-hmm. um, and tried to really see what was going on with my family and my anxiety within that. And it's a lifelong process. Um, even when my parents, unfortunately, do pass away, right? It's then still carrying that weight. Mm. And so I started looking at those... Relationships and how, where's my anxiety and I, and there's certain tendencies that I do have and maybe I should start working on those things. Um, that really got uncovered for me and it's something I've been really working on since this podcast started, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. So,
2: yeah, let me pipe in there with you know, we might as well just fixate on one person at a time, right? (laughs) Okay, let's do (laughs) that. Mine would be a similar flavor of that. And I, Alex feels very strongly. I think you would agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that. As this podcast has gone on, he's been able to get up into the trees and find broader narratives and Mm -hmm. deal with resolving them. You know, the conversation that we had while John was waiting in line, like just ideas of like, man, like I see this and it bothers me. How does it fit into these other topics that I'm dealing with right now? Are there common threads of narratives and how can Mm -hmm. I think thoughtfully through those in a bigger picture rather than just being riled up? Now and then carrying that into the next thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Okay, Zach. Zach, <sighs> so you know, our listeners may know or may not. Zach and I and Alex and I have very different relationships. Zach's known Alex a lot Jeez. longer than I have,
2: Twenty twenty seven, twenty eight, 27, 28, somewhere in there.
1: Wait, what? 2007, 2000.
0: Oh, uh, well, I was like, <laughs> I was like, 27 20, seven years, what.
1: I was, what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the first time I met Zach was at the book study, Mm. I believe, which was in what year? Would you guess?
2: So I had just started dating Abby, which I think was, uh, or was about to date her, which would have been somewhere around 2016.
1: Okay. So, and so Zach and I have known each other primarily through resilient leadership, through the podcast and through the book study. But one thing, Zach, I appreciate about you. And I think you add to this podcast and in general is... Just the ability to think and process verbally and communicate your thoughts in really clear and sensible ways that I find intriguing and like, huh, you talked earlier about being curious and not feeling like you got to say this or say that. But when you do speak, I just found that it really is just insightful and hmm, gets me thinking. So I think our listeners would probably benefit we would notice that too, so if you do give a shout out at of leadership at gmail dot com with uh subject matter Zach
0: <laughs> yes, and Zach, um obviously we've known each other for a, a quite some time now, and so um I have always and and Zach, we even talked about this a little bit today, I've always appreciated the way that zach that um is present with people he does a really good job being present with especially people who may be awkward or who may think differently. He gives them that space to be able to talk. And so I think over time you, I mean I've, I knew you since you were in high school and you did those things, but I think through this podcast and just growing as a person, I feel like you've um, even more so been able to do that too. In a degree where I think, That you've been learning more and more from that like you've always had the gifts for that but i think that gift has now become more um i want to say solidified just clearer, maybe for you so i've seen that and i that's i mean yeah i think you you love really well that way and so i've always appreciated that about you
2: i feel like i'm accepting an award and i need like (laughs) Thank God for like, you know, he put me in the womb and then the doctors were like, this kid may be failure to thrive. Like, we're not sure if he's alive in there. (laughs) There's still a heartbeat, but we're not sure what's going to happen. And, you know, just thanks be to God for, for giving me that, that I guess presence. (laughs) Uh
1: I'm just sort of there. Yeah. Yes. That's wonderful. A quick whiskey update. Um, Zach and Alex have gone through most of the Glen Moray. I'm still a Macallan mm-hmm. eighteen. Uh-huh. The original glass from I don't know however long ago we started this thing. So yeah. you just Alex got a is little probably bit at about an ounce
2: a three quarters. I'm probably about two ounces in. <laughs> John has had about 60 metric hummingbird sips, <laughs> which i think is about what what would you say? Half an ounce, an ounce.
0: Yes, let's go with a half an ounce. Half let's give him. Let's give him yeah. at least that. Yeah. I like
1: to savor my drinks, mm-hmm. guys.
0: uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I you mean, guys it's, a, it's your called whis- a whiskey. Yeah, yeah a you're drinking your stuff with straws. Yeah, So mm-hmm. yes, Who exactly. drinks whiskey with straws? Yeah, I mean,
2: Dwayne Dwayne My dad, Mm-mm. he can he can pound beverages like the rest of them. That's why he doesn't drink because he just quantity over quality. <laughs>
0: So let's move to John here. Uh, I believe it is 2022. 2021 was the year of John. But hey, we'll talk uh, about you. Enough said.
1: See, 2021, you talked about me enough. So we'll just go. Uh Listeners, go back and listen to those episodes all through 2021. was not
2: long enough. Not enough appreciation.
0: Yes. Yes. I appreciate John uh, for many reasons, but especially recently and through the last few years, you have really focused on, on your family of origin and like really connecting with family members and situations. They may be awkward, but really like just diving deep into that. And I have learned a lot from you about that. And I, and I've appreciated a lot from you if they are friendship, but that's something that I've been noticing um, for some time now. And I really appreciate seeing that.
1: I well, appreciate that. And, As you said earlier, I mean, Bowen talked about that. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's why I did it is I, I, it just made sense and it's made a difference. So thank you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, And I'm going to say two things. One is the surfacey thing that everyone's saying, like, it's just the chatter around the water cooler, like that voice, like (laughs) meant for podcasting. If you had a little bit more vigor, man, he'd be a great announcer. Well, it's Mm -hmm. funny
1: you say that because my students have said that and they said something similar like not vigor, but something like that. And I raised my voice loud and they freaked out. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you had it in you. I'm like, oh, I got it in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> want me to bring it again? And they were laughing. And <sighs> and so.
2: I guarantee the only reason that vigor's not there is because, you know, we're pushing seven, eight o'clock we every are. night. <laughs> okay. and it's like the end Ooh. of your day. Oh, it's getting yeah. close. Um, but but past that, I would say one of the things that I appreciate about you is the lens with which you've been able to apply the knowledge and how that's shaped you into, um, you know, I like the word integrity, wholeness, but you, t- this knowledge isn't a barrier between you and people and it's mm. not something that you leverage against people. It's something that um, you have been able to use to say, hey, like, I'm going to use this in my relationship with you. I'm going to be someone who, when I say it, I do that. In my own life, like Alex was saying, Mm. applying this theory to your own life. But it's very obvious that you take this and you're not someone who, you know, thinking of some of our worst podcast episodes, (laughs) can't talk about some things because they're just different parts of your life and they're not subject to that. Mm. And I think that that level of integrity is just a great example of leadership and, you know, just take the different hats you wear, fatherhood, um, masculinity. Um, you know, you can just take those and it it speaks volumes Mm. to how it empowers each of those different roles of your life as a teacher, Mm. as a podcaster, you know, all of them. Former podcaster. Perhaps. (laughs) Yes. As of, as of when listeners are listening to this episode, John will have formally retired Mm. (laughs) from from podcasting.
1: How about favorite leadership quote? Oh boy. like, this one we've talked about, we've read, and I think there's a lot to this quote. So we're, we're thinking about it. So I'll go first since I've been thinking of the question. And we can
2: edit dead space out.
1: We can't remember
2: edit it that. Dead I'm not
1: saying we will. No, that's right. I forgot we can do that because you do that at the back end. So favorite leadership quotes. Um, yeah, I mean, I just there's a couple of them I could pick from, and I'm not sure one's better than the other. So, I want you
2: to blast them all out And then maybe if you feel after you've said them all One of them stands out You can say that but just hit us with them Because it's impressive how, how well you remember these quotes
1: You can only influence someone If they're moving towards you mm-hmm. Leadership is influence
0: mm-hmm.
1: The most advantageous And anxiety Producing point of a triangle Is on the outside That's true <laughs> One quote um but having said those 3 the one that I think is the most important is stay the way you are and you'll go far. Now that was on the back of a picture I wrote to some girl in high school. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Dead space.
0: Is that, the, is that
1: your quote? No.
2: Yes, That reminds me of the episode where John had a fable about lying in school. And you got away with it with your dad, I think, right? Yes. And the moral of the fable was sometimes it pays to lie. Yes. And Uh, my heart
0: broke (laughs) that day.
1: Yes.
2: Yes. Oh, boy. So I'm just randomly picking an underlined quote that I have on my Kindle. From a book whose introduction shaped me so greatly, yet I still have not finished the book. Ed Friedman's Failure of Nerve. Yes. I just remember the introduction was just like every paragraph I was like, the meat is there. I love this. And- (laughs) <laughs> and then I just got into the first and second chapter, and it's it was pretty dense. I mean, it's, it's so dense. It's so good though. I but almost it's got so dense. My,
1: well, I led a leadership group at school, and we did failure of nerve <laughs> well, a couple years nerve. ago, and the attendance dropped off precipitously. Um, it's just. <laughs> tough. I was,
2: I but was um, you know, this is this is an underlying quote that, as I look over it, I, I do really appreciate, and it's. Um, the way out rather requires shifting our orientation to the way we think about relationships from one that focuses on techniques that motivate others to one that focuses on the leader's own presence mm-hmm. and being. And I've I mean, that's the heart of Bones family systems theory is this yeah. idea that you have influence over one person yourself. Mm-hmm. Any other influence that you have is given to you. You cannot take that influence. And so, you know, uh, the way that we're shaped and the way that we shape ourselves is one where we look inward and it's not quick and it's not Mm self-helpy. But at the end of the road, you will be calmer and less anxious, regardless of how turbulent the waters are.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Well, I have my quote here. Let's Uh, go. It's by Anonymous. So, you know, that's good. It's always good when it's anonymous. Um, the safest place for ships is in the harbor, but that's not why ships were built. So this whole thing about ships not being in the harbor, I think, and I don't know if this really relates. Um, I'm not much of a quote person, as it were. I mean, I like quotes, but I just don't remember them. I don't like to memorize things. But anyways, um, I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast. Is it like I've been identifying scenarios because of bone family System theory and looking at them and going and looking just looking at things without casting blame or trying to figure out who was in the wrong or blah 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 and just saying this just sucks or like this is just really sad can we just say that this is awful you know um especially i mean when covid happened and now politics and things kind of get wonky but like there's certain times where You can just look at a situation and, and yes, it has sides to it and whatever. You can just say, this is a really difficult situation. And and I can understand why anybody on any position of this, how this could be so difficult, or this is just really sad. I feel like it's one of those things that I've been trying to do more often and pulling myself away from being so uh, about something to going, let's look at the human aspect of this. And as humans, we screw up all the time. And this is just... A really tragic case or this is really difficult
2: so one might say maybe looking less at the outcomes and maybe more
0: at the relationships yes yep so anyways i know that the quote has nothing to do with that but maybe it does <laughs> just don't 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 look so let's the leadership let's pivot that question leadership real quick.
2: do you guys have any like imagery or like sometimes i feel like i'm a very visual thinker and then i like try and think about what i'm thinking right now and it's just crickets like there's nothing going on upstairs so i must Mm. have absorbed it from somewhere Mm -hmm. and and one of the things that's closely related to what you just talked about alex is like we talked early on i believe about functioning differentiation specifically and how I, I always internalize like a rich boy might seem more differentiated, but it's really just because he has all the comforts. But he's quicker to step away from you know, his closely held beliefs under anxiety versus someone who may look like they don't have it all together, but really they're acting more in line with their beliefs. They're higher differentiated, but you might not notice it. Anyway, all that to say is I have this vivid imagery of just people drowning under anxiety Hmm. and this idea that we talked about one time that anxiety I think we read it in a book I can't remember exactly where if it was resilient leadership or somewhere else but that anxiety can be so acute and so strong that it can actually be crippling that you might not fully recover from that and that's something that I've really taken with me as I've seen people struggle and it's less about the what can we get out of this to like, how can we just get you through this to a place where it's not so acute, mm. where it's not so present, where you can actually think through this thoughtfully and curiously if you're not fully traumatized from this event?
1: Yeah. I, I don't really have a quote because I just said a bunch of them. So, <laughs> But, but I, I think this is a principle that probably in coaching has become the most important one for leaders and it's the difference between increasing functioning and overfunctioning so sometimes leaders have to increase their functioning increase their responsibilities because the situation calls for it uh, overfunctioning is just automatic and it's what I do all the time and the definition of overfunctioning is to think feel and act on behalf of another that erodes their capacity for their own self ownership. And I was on a coaching call the other day where we reviewed all the goals this person had when they first started coaching back in September. And every one of the goals they had for them to grow as a leader was directly tied to over functioning. Mm. And their growth this year, where those goals, all progress was made in those goals when they pull back on their functioning. They gave less advice, less suggestions, less rushing in and solving problems for other people, and more walking alongside and letting that person solve the problem that was actually there to solve with support, with um, you know a caring hand, but not being the primary solver of things. And uh, I see that over and over again with really smart people who are paid to get results but it leads to over-dependence on the leader, burnout on the part of the leader, and people having less and less confidence themselves to solve their own problems. It's true in parenting. It's true in education. It's true in the workplaces. Mm. I think it's true everywhere. Maybe not minor league baseball, but everywhere else it is.
0: <laughs> it's true for this podcast. We have over-functioned long enough.
1: We have. So this is it. <laughs> we are finished. It is done. Yeah. <laughs> With that, I'm Alex. And I'm John. (laughs) And I'm Zach.
0: (laughs) And thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, I'm not going to see you around.
2: Goodbye.